Welcome to Elephant in the Room, a podcast brought to you by the University of Calgary's Residence Education Team, where we discuss improving wellness for students by students, airing every fourth Monday of each month on CJSW. We are CAs, short for Community Ambassadors, which is a student leader living position within residence. Enjoy. Hey folks, my name is Sam and I'm here today with Hunter and we have really exciting topics to talk to you about today. Um, this one might be a little heavier, but Hunter and I have a talent of making things light, um, so we're going to try to keep it as light as possible. I will just give a quick content warning before we dive in. Um, we will be talking a lot about mental health, um, and there might be talks about suicidal ideation and all of that um, topic. So just as a heads up, if that's something you're not able to listen to, I recommend just skipping this or um, making sure you have resources that if you need to reach out to someone you're able to do that. Hunter, do you want to introduce yourself briefly? My name is Hunter. I am a CA in Yamnathka Hall. The topic that we're going to talk about today I think is really exciting. Um, We're going to be talking about mental health and how social media has kind of impacted that and ruined us in a way, um, really damaged our society and the way that we view things. So... What I kind of want to just start talking about is the idea of that girl. What does that mean to you, Hunter, when I kind of say, like, that girl? As someone who spends way too much time on TikTok, like, when I think of that girl, it's like seeing the TikToks of, like, someone's perfect morning routine. They wake up, wash their face, make their bed, make, like, the most delicious, gourmet, simple breakfast, like, overnight oats and fruit, a smoothie, coffee, like, slick back hair. Like, something that I look at and be like, wow, you have it together. And I bet, I bet they don't. Yeah, no, 100%. Like, one aspect of social media is you choose what people get to see. And, like, they can only show you what they want you to see. So I feel like that's one part that's been so damaging is, like, this is the only part of their life that they're choosing to show you. But when, like, I think about that girl, that's, like, the same thing that comes to my mind is the girl that wakes up at 5 a.m., gets ready, goes to the gym, comes back, makes a fancy, like, bowl of breakfast and, like, all of that stuff, makes their bed. Like, I don't remember the last time I made my bed. I don't know (laughs) how they do that. This, (laughs) Yeah, I came home from Christmas break one day like last year and hunter made my bed for me (laughs) so i think that says a lot um but i I just feel like there's this idea that if you're not doing all this stuff you can't be like that girl if you not if anyone posted what they actually do no one would care because realistically if i were to post the things i do my day it would just be me laying in bed and Mm -hmm. i don't think that there's anything wrong with that but I like no one wants no one cares. No one cares that you spend all day in bed. No, no one wants to see it. You post a picture of us going hiking, then it's like, oh my god, that's so great. Oh my god, everything. Like and it's like it's just but it's not like people do that every day. That's not realistic. Yeah. Social media is a lie. No, social media is one hundred percent a lie. Life is so boring. Like ninety percent of the time you you do nothing. You just hang around waiting for the next thing um like i i feel like i have an interesting life but it's really not that interesting i i took a two-hour nap today when i got home from my 
job. Like, I didn't do anything interesting, and the rest of the night I have meetings, so no one would want to see that. Or people would glorify that and be like, oh my gosh, you're so busy, you do so much, like... You're so productive. Like, you really have it all together. And, Sam, do you have it together? <laughs> I do. Um, but, like, th- there's no award for whoever spent the most hours in meetings a day or whoever woke up the earliest. Like, there's no award for who's sleep-deprived. Like, I don't know why people glorify stuff like that. It's because when people see something, it's so easy to, like, attach onto other people and other people's like interests and like I don't know for me like I when I'm on like TikTok I see like these workout videos and I'm like oh yeah I'll give that a like I'll do that later like mm-hmm. no and it's just so easy to like fall into like this trap of being like oh this is so nice I'm gonna do this but realistically a lot of the time it's not even things that you're interested in oh yeah it's just like aesthetics yeah and your life shouldn't be an aesthetic like your life should be a beautiful mosaic of all the things that make you happy in life. Like, trying to fit into the aesthetic of waking up at 5 a.m. and going to the gym every day. If that's not what you enjoy doing, why would you do it? Yeah, like, don't waste your time doing things that you don't like. No, that's that's something I feel like I've really improved on in the last year of my life. If I, I've just stopped doing things that don't make me happy. You know, I dropped out of school. I quit my... <laughs> just kidding <laughs> but if the, if something wasn't bringing me joy I didn't want to spend my time doing it because I mean realistically I have what 80 more years I don't want to spend those years doing stuff that doesn't make me happy yeah and especially like looking back and being like wow I wasted a lot of time in like situations that I didn't enjoy like that's the worst part like I look back at high school I'm like why didn't I just walk away from these situations and so yeah. now I think about everything. I'm like, is this making me happy? No. Okay, let's drop it. Like, it's really hard to, like, get into that habit of, like, realizing not everything is worth your time. But once you build that habit, it's so easy. And, you like, it's so – it's so much nicer having a life where it's just, like, this is everything that I like. Obviously, there's yeah. going to be hiccups. But it's just – you don't have, like, all this bad stuff happening, too. And, like, the ability to learn to say no to things, too. Yeah. Is so powerful. I I'm a people pleaser. I am the definition of a people pleaser. But learning to say no was so like life changing for me. Cause I used to do stuff every hour of the day to the point where I was burnt out and I didn't have time for myself. And I, I literally couldn't be that girl, even though I don't I don't want to be that girl. I didn't have time to be that girl because I took no time for myself. Yeah, I'm I definitely went through the same phase where I was like I like oh this like my friend wants to hang out with me I need to hang out with them like you can be best friends and not hang out every single day (laughs) (laughs) I don't know um but back to being like that girl on social media I feel like it's been so toxic seeing that because I don't know every time I open up social media it's a video of that and maybe it's because that's what I like and like I I choose to hearted on tiktok i mean i also am obsessed with pot roast um i don't know if anyone's following pot roast i really hope by the time this airs pot roast is doing much better um for any for context for those pot roast is this seven-year-old cat who is not doing well right now um and is currently in the vet hospital having blood transfusions 
So it's it's also so interesting that like I don't know this cat, but so much of my mental health will ride on this cat. Like when Duncan the Duck died on TikTok, I laid in my bed and I cried for an hour. Like it hurt. Yeah, that's like what I was saying earlier. Like, you get so fixated and like about stuff that like, you don't even know. Like you don't know these people. You don't know this cat, but you like. But you think you know, and that's yeah. the problem with social media is you pay attention to people and, like, you can look at someone's Instagram or TikTok or, like, whatever and be like, oh, this person really likes this because that's what they post about. But there's probably so much more to them than just that. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like I'm the – I'm a great example of this um, because my social media, my TikTok and my Instagram both make it look like – I have a really great and perfect life. And, like, I do have a great life. Things are really good for me because I've worked really hard to make things good for myself. But, like, I don't hike every single day. All of my Instagram photos are pretty much of me hiking. I lived out in the mountains over the summer, so I have so many photos of that. I have photos of me doing ice climbing, rock climbing, all of the things that I'm passionate about because that's what I like to share with people is my passions. But in reality, Monday to Friday... And, like, usually Saturday, Sunday, I lay in bed or I go shopping. Um, I don't I do not do these outdoorsy things. Like, yeah, I go to the climbing gym almost every day, but I don't, I'm not, like, doing ridiculously crazy stuff. Not any percent of the time I just sit there. So it's, like, social media shows you so much of the good, but not much of the bad. And I feel like when you do see the bad, people praise you for it. Especially with, like more like famous people and like influencers they're like oh my god you're so brave and it's like i think everyone has emotions yeah everyone like i literally saw a tiktok of doja cat responding the one that she posted yeah and she was like (laughs) she's like everyone's telling me that i'm so brave for just like doing what i would do but it's like so different than being a celebrity like how do i be a celebrity and i think if anyone pays attention to doja cat like she is very, like, very honest and very open. Like, mm-hmm. she's very much like a I'm a lay in bed kind of gal. <laughs> I understand. I'm I'm a lay in bed kind of gal, too. But, like, I, I also saw that TikTok earlier today. And I was like, how do you celebrity? How are you supposed to be a celebrity? Because I, I also don't get the point of celebrities. I don't think there's a reason for them. It's not like, like, I don't know. I That just doesn't make sense to me. But I feel like that also builds into, like, that girl um, kind of, like, idea. Also, when I say that girl, it's not – I'm not trying to exclude every other um, gender identification. I'm just saying that girl in the context because it's been really, like, brought up in social media every day. Like Very trendy. Yeah, it's super trendy right now to be that girl. And I, I know, like, male – identifying and non-gender binary people also deal with this stuff where like there's the expectation that you're supposed to be doing this like men are supposed to go to the gym and work out and like be super buff and like all of this stuff and we don't talk about that a lot but there's always like that underlying like message to men like you need to be better even though with females um, or female identifying individuals we see it a lot more prominent where it's like girls showing what they're doing every single day to make sure that they kind of like establish that they're that girl yeah it's 
literally like a competition almost yeah of like who is having the best life who is doing the most who is taking care of themselves in the best way Mm -hmm. and those people might like they might not be even showing you what they're doing because you don't you don't truly know you never know how will i know to change speed a little bit here um and not focus so much on social media even though it's our life now that's just the way it is i want to talk about my mental health and kind of open up that conversation for other people to feel like it's a safe space to talk about their mental health and know that they're not not like the only person dealing with what they feel like um so for me i really started struggling with my mental health when i was in sixth grade um when i was in sixth grade i was diagnosed with depression and anxiety thankfully um by the time i was in like grade 10 i had enough coping strategies that i could manage all of these and my anxiety was managed really well um i generally didn't have many symptoms of that anymore um, just because I worked really hard to get the, these coping strategies ingrained in my life so I don't have to feel so overtaken by my anxiety. Um, and then, like, my depression, it's its always been there. It never left. Um, I, I developed really bad suicidal ideations with it. And on top of that, I had OCD. And with my OCD, I have really obsessive and intrusive thoughts that come, um, which are really hard to shake. And it's really scary, but it's it's more manageable now, I think, for myself. Um, once I got to university, I feel like there's a really big drinking culture, and that kind of started a downward spiral for me um, back into my depression, and I really hit a low, and unfortunately that low came right at the same time that lockdowns came so I was at this ultimate low place in my life right after my first year of university when things were going really well and I I could deem myself as a that girl and although TikTok I wasn't on TikTok then um I got TikTok very late I was late to the game but I would have been a that girl at the time um you know I woke up early I did yoga I meditated. I went to the dining center for as good as food as you can get. Um, And, like, I was just living a good life. And then all of a sudden, everything went downhill. And I'm stuck at home with my parents. I love my parents. But I was stuck at home with just them. And I couldn't go anywhere. Like, if I wanted to go crazy, I could go to Walmart. (laughs) How fun is that? And then I ended up working at Walmart. And everything just kind of went downhill for me. And I was just so upset about everything and so upset about the world. And if you know me now, like, that is not... Like, you. I just feel like a lot of people couldn't imagine me like that because I'm so different now. Um, and the rise to that was so important for my character development because during COVID, I... One of my things that I really wanted to do during COVID was, in a way, like, fix myself. Um, I don't really like that (laughs) phrase, but, like, you know, I wanted to improve myself and make myself the best version. So I wanted to become a that girl, and I really based my identity around, like, these social media 
influencers that I saw and I was like, what do I like about them? And I tried to make it about myself, but that was so unfulfilling and like nothing about that made me happy. So I found myself having to find what about myself made me happy and what I like about myself. And after dedicating so much time and effort to that, I ended up just loving myself. And I was like, wow, <laughs> like I really like who I am and I think I'm really cool. Um, and now, you know, maybe I overdid it. I'm a little bit of a God complex now. I'm a little obsessed with myself. Um, you know, I'm on medication now for my depression. Like I'm, I'm just doing better and it's so nice but I know there's so many people still struggling and I really want to do what I can for those other people, but it sometimes just feels so helpless. Um, and I don't want to drag myself down, which is something I'm always really scared of is by trying to help other people. I don't want to put myself in a bad place because I never want to have like those intrusive thoughts again or like really severe depression where I can't get out of bed and I can't do anything. And it's been like six days and I haven't showered. Like I, I don't want to be there again because I feel so great in myself now but it's also because I know I worked so hard to get here and to maintain this um so that's kind of like the context of my mental health journey Hunter do you want to speak a little bit about yours yeah I first just want to say that you should be proud of yourself like you like you said that this started in grade six and you're in your third year of university thanks Queen. that is a long battle and I think that you bringing that up shows that it's not like a light switch and it's going to be fixed absolutely you can't fix that stuff overnight (laughs) no and I bet you tried so many different things and it all just takes time for myself um I became very depressed in about grade 11 I always struggled with anxiety because my family my parents decided to that we should move from Waterloo, <laughs> Ontario, to New Hampshire. And that was my first ever move. And moving to a different country, even though it's just the U.S., a very drastic change for someone that's 11. And so I think that that's probably when it started. Like, I was always a quiet kid. But now, like, back then, I guess, I wouldn't even talk to people. I'd be so scared. And I feel like sometimes... Yeah, I'm not the best at talking to people, but I'm definitely not as shy. But in grade 11, in grade 10, I moved back to Ontario. Um, So another new school. And, like, I was going through a lot. And I don't really remember, like, how it started. Like, I don't remember being, like, something happened. Like, I just – all I remember, like, looking back is I was just so sad. Mm -hmm. And – That, like, I wish I could be like, no, this happened, and, like, that makes sense to me, but I genuinely don't know. I don't remember. Um, And then I ended up going to Spain for three months in grade 11, thinking that it would make everything better by leaving, like, small-town Ontario. Um, But that was not what I got. When I got to Spain, it was quite an unfortunate situation I was put in. You were Um, in Spain without the S. (laughs) That too. Like, and that kind of made me realize, like, looking back, that, like, I tried to run away from my problems. And I thought my problems were, like, in small town Ontario, but they were quite literally living in me. Yeah. And I came back and my my mom was like, you got to talk to someone. And 
my first day of therapy, I had two therapists. And I was like, I don't know what to talk about. Like, I'm just down in the dumps. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they always ask, like, why? Why? Like, what happened? And, like, I was like, I don't know. And it took a long time. I went through, like, a lot of different counselors and, like, techniques. And one of my counselors said, whatever you're thinking about, let it go. If it's something negative, let it go. And I was like, you can't just let go. And I was talking about all these stuff, like, all these things that have happened to me in the past. And she was like, why are you holding on to this? Look at how upset it's making you. And now I'm always like, okay, big or small, just let it go. And I, another thing that I like to live by is if you can't change it in five minutes, don't worry about it. Like that, like when my grade nine math teacher told me that, I was like, you know what? That's a really good way of thinking. No, my ninth grade social studies teacher said to me, if it's not going to matter in five years, don't worry about it for more than five minutes. So, and I like, it's just so important to realize, like, just let things go. Yeah. And because you carry all this weight inside of you, like a lot. And like, I don't think people ever realize that until they start letting it go. And sometimes for me, if I have something going on, just like talking about it to someone, it just gets out of my system. Like, okay, I don't want to do anything about it, but I feel better. Yeah. Therapy is so, so good. Obviously, it's not for everyone. Um, similar to Hunter, like, I've had I've had good experiences. I've also had bad experiences in therapy. You might have to go through a few different therapists until you find someone that you click with. But when you find someone that truly helps you, like, it is, it is literally life-changing. Like, it actually changed my life. I have a few counselors that I think without them, I probably would not still be around today, like, um, you know, like they just changed my life so much and made me realize like there's still good in the world, even though everything is bad, there's still good. Like they just really put things into perspective too. Um, obviously I'm not invalidating myself right here, but ninth grade me worries were so small and I would have been so upset. Looking back on that, like, had have I done some of the things I was thinking about or tried to do? I I would have missed out on so much good in my life, although I would have missed out on a lot of bad, too. A lot of bad happened, but those, like they always say, you can't have your highs if you don't have your lows. Um, so I'm very thankful for all of my lows, even though they absolutely sucked. But they made my highs that much more rewarding. So to kind of circle back to therapy, um, there should be no shame around it. Obviously, there's a stigma. Um, Stigmas don't just go away overnight, unfortunately. Just like Hunter and I talked about in our previous podcast, if you haven't listened to it yet, definitely go give it a listen. We talk about stigmatization around, like, sexual education and just, like, everything involving sex. So that one's really interesting. I highly recommend you go back and listen to it. But let's talk about therapy. Yeah. For, okay. What I learned, and I wish I learned this a lot sooner, is like anyone can go to therapy. And it doesn't have to be like a therapist that you see yeah, like weekly, bi-weekly, whatever. Like, for example, last year, I would say I had a pretty good year last year. And I'm very grateful for that. But there was like one 
week where I was just having an off week and I talked to a counselor at the school and I was like, I don't know what's going on. And I just told the counselor everything that I was feeling and never spoke to them again, quite honestly. But I was just like, I feel better. I had like all these feelings that like I didn't want to necessarily dump on my friends or like my family, Mm -hmm. but it was just, it was such like a comforting outlet to like talk to a stranger and be like, you're not, you're not going to do anything with this information. Oh yeah. No, I, I went through like some stuff in December and I went and talked to a therapist because I was tired of talking to my friends about it just because I felt like they knew everything. They came from a biased opinion. Like they all had their opinions already. So I kind of was like, I just need to talk to someone. And like at this time, me and my boyfriend were going through a lot too. So I was like, there's so much going on and I don't know where to go with it. So I booked an appointment at the wellness center, like went and talked to a counselor the next day and just talking to someone who's like, I don't know you. I don't even know your last name. So like, it was just so comforting to be like, these are all my problems. And like, my therapist was like, wow, that really sucks. Like that is awful. And I'm like, thank you. Someone gets it. Someone gets me. And it just was so nice to be validated, listened to, and just heard by like someone who truly probably doesn't care. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And like, especially if you're in a rut, you have such tunnel vision. Yeah. And then you have someone coming in and giving you like an outside perspective. Being like, I heard everything that happened and like, that does suck. But maybe this is a different way of thinking about it or something. And it's just, it's like, it's so rewarding. You walk out feeling lighter. Literally. I always, like, my armpit's super sweaty after any therapy appointment, but I feel lighter. Maybe it's because I sweat out all of my (laughs) bad juju, but, like, the wellness center, I think you get, like, 10 free appointments a year. Use them. You don't have to be like run up those student benefits. Yeah, <laughs> you pay a lot to go here. Use those benefits. Um so like you don't have to be on the edge to go. Like you don't have to be going through some major crisis to go to therapy. Like just go and talk. You never know what's going to come up. Maybe you end up feeling even lighter like even if you think like wow, my life is so good. Like everything's great. Go and talk. Maybe like, just talking about how good it is will make you appreciate everything a little bit more, too. Like, you don't need to go to the doc. Like, you do your yearly physical checkups with your doctor, or you're supposed to. If you're not, I recommend going to your yearly physical. Um, but you don't do that because anything's wrong. You go to make sure everything is okay. And if there's something that isn't okay, you catch it early, and you're able to do something about it and be proactive instead of waiting for, like, maybe all your built-up emotions to explode and then you have this huge mess you need to clean up unlike you could have just opened the bottle cap a little bit and things would have started slowly fizzling out instead of you having coca-cola on your ceiling yeah and also even if you go like when i first first started going to therapy like i thought that they were going to fix everything i thought they were going to be like here's what's wrong here's how to fix it for anyone that has never been, that's so <laughs> far off from what happened. But they just like ask you questions, and you're like, "Why didn't I think of that?" And you're gonna and like, there's gonna be times when you're gonna be like, "Oh, this is like annoying," or "I don't like this." But mm-hmm. it 
like when you look back, so beneficial. And even if you go to a therapist or a counselor and they like are unsure, they can still guide you to the right place or the right person that you should talk to. Yeah. You, you can't just go in expecting them to solve all your problems because if they could just solve all your problems, they wouldn't have a job. Therapists would be out of jobs so quickly. <laughs> so you have to understand too, like if you want things to get better, unfortunately you have to put in the work too. And it's, I know, like I get it. It is so hard to put in the work, but it is so rewarding. And take care of your mental health. Take care of your little brain. You only get one. Like, take care of yourself. Take care. Brush your hair. (laughs) Okay, we're reaching the end of our time. um, So I just want to thank you all for listening. And just know that you're not alone, no matter what you're facing. As Pitbull says, he's been there. He's done that. You're not alone, I promise you. And maybe if you're the only person that's ever dealt with this specific situation, the therapists are here to help you. Um, I know there's lots of bad therapists out there, but there's so many good ones waiting to help you and who want to help you. So call the wellness center, email them, go on their website. It's super easy. It's very discreet. Um, don't be ashamed of it. You can literally go to the wellness center for massages. So if you're worried about people judging you for going, just say, I went and got a massage, just doing some self-care. Like, it's so easy. I promise you, it's scary, but it's worth it. Thank you for listening to Elephant in the Room, brought to you by your wellness CAs. These conversations are sparked by students in residence. If you have any questions or suggestions, you can reach us at our Instagram at wellnessinres with an S or email us at wellnessinres at ucalgary.ca. Stay well, UCalgary!